The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler cries until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of You can go. You can go. <laughs> uh, here we are. Here we are. Second episode. Episode two. We are going to talk about what we're drinking first because yes. let's get through to the important stuff first. This is the know? important stuff. Uh, what are we drinking this week, Lish? We are having a Mezcal Negroni. Um, again, you guys can always drink with us. We will put out the recipe. Well, in this case, you should have already had the recipe <laughs> last night. Um, we will always put out the recipe the night before, and if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you will get the ingredients and how to make it and all of that fun stuff, but um, if you don't want to drink with us, just don't don't drink with us then. <laughs> just pull up a chair and listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Uh, pull up, pour yourself a seltzer, maybe one of those, um, those kin... Is it kin drink? What is that? Kinfolk? Kin? That's a magazine. I don't think you can say seltzer anymore and imply Um, non alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a non alcoholic seltzer. Yes. Like you can't Um, say, you have to say like sparkling water now or something. Okay. Excuse me. Your mineral, your mineral water from the Earth's center. Grab your Um, Perrier. (laughs) Grab your (laughs) LaCroix. Grab your LaCroix. La your pamplemousse lacrosse. Lacroix. The pamplemousse. Pamplemousse is the best. <laughs> pamplemousse. I just like saying pamplemousse. I do. I love pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. It's, it's just grapefruit, right? It sure is. It what, sure is. Where did pamplemousse come from? I believe it's French. Wow. Super chic. <laughs> Straight chic. <laughs> I don't know if it's French. I hope it's French. I have a, a French ex-boyfriend right now who's going, uh, you idiot, it is not yes, French. Yes, And also, he does not talk like that, so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, but I'm going to mention it because we're talking about France. That I saw this meme today that was saying that, like, Americans are so stupid that Emily in Paris, we've been calling it Emily in Paris, when it's supposed to rhyme, so it's Emily in Paris. <laughs> and, like, Americans are so stupid because we've just been going <laughs> Americans in Paris. Or Americans in Paris. It's basically what the show is. <laughs> but I thought oh, that was funny. Have you watched it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's that good. I think it's quite funny how like quite funny. <laughs> it's I think it's pretty funny that they that so many people are so mad about it. <laughs> oh my like, I know. I like, keep seeing that's can we thing, talk about all the other terrible shows that have like I don't know racism and like lack uh-huh. of people of color uh-huh. in the tv shows like right. let's get mad about that let's not get mad about this poor girl in paris but Perry, <laughs> excuse me emily and perry yeah. all right well i will never watch it so thank you for the recommendation yeah. you're welcome um, yeah i've seen a lot of uh 
of memes going around about it and I just am like okay well yeah I've seen it already I've essentially seen it already thank you everyone. you essentially if you've seen all the memes you've essentially seen it already I think you could yeah. have like one clip and be like okay I got it yeah I mean yeah. take me back to Carrie Bradshaw with um Krishnikov and Perry yeah I, any day I would rewatch Sex in this I mean I've rewatched Sex in the City a million times and I could do it again since we're probably going to get shut down again and be stuck inside for another, I don't know, seven months. We've been on the quarantine train here for quite some time. What is that? What's 12 minus three? Nine months? Six. <laughs> Eight. Because <It was laughs> we're in 11. It was a joke. Guys. No, I was wrong because I also you were you yes, I just uh I did Wait, twelve minus three is nine though. It sure is, but we're in November. Not we're in eleven, not twelve. Oh. Wait. So tonight we're gonna talk about <laughs> <laughs> not math. Uh no math. Yeah, except for last year I signed up for college to go back to school just for math so oh good right, thing yes, that didn't right, right. work out well you that. uh you got it you're fine you got it you you have a calculator I've seen That's it fine yeah I think um oh and if if you don't know I'm Sarah <laughs> just in case you haven't figured our voices out yet yeah I'm Alicia I actually I when I listen to my favorite murder I still have to focus on who is Karen and who is Georgia Really? Like, it's still, because it took me so long to differentiate their voices. And, like, I had to watch separate YouTube videos to understand who was saying what and watch their faces talk. That's how dedicated I am to my favorite murder, that I'm like, I need to know everything. And so, yeah, I'm probably the one who has, like, a really bad laugh and an obnoxious voice, whereas Sarah just has, like, a sexy, like, call me at late night, let's chat. What was that hotline people used? To, like Love Line. Oh, oh love my God. Line. Love Line. You, you should have posted Love Line. You can call me at 330-559. Oh, God. Your pants are wet. I will uh, charge you $30 a minute. <laughs> and we will have a good time. See, I'm reasonably priced. That's what she charges me still, too. <laughs> Don't tell them that. I give you a discount <laughs> and special, special, special favors, <laughs> favors. <laughs> oh man. Like um, yeah. So today, today we're drinking Negronis and we're going to kind of back up. Last week we talked about birth stories. Um, how did we get there? You know, what happened? How did we have the baby in the first place you know I think that's an important thing to talk about where did where did it come from yeah and how did did we find out that we were how did we find out and and what happened in those 10 months 10 month lead up yeah to the magical days we described to you last week um and I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're all still reeling from those stories as they were quite beautiful yeah we want to talk about that aspect of it and then we might go into a little bit of like what happens after I think we're just going to kind of talk a little bit more as we normally do and just have a conversation and we do still have another story that was submitted to us this week so we have one from one of um one of our listeners Gigi Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we will listen to that and just um 
hang out with us. Grab a hang drink, out. grab some water, sit down. Let's get into it. And listen. And listen. Uh, yeah, so let me hear, let me hear. I want to know, Alicia, what did the day you took that test look like? The day I took my test was a day that I was refusing. Well, leading up to it, I had a a lot of days where I was avoiding taking the test. I pretty much knew I was pregnant. Again, as I mentioned in the last episode, I had, I didn't find out until I was three months pregnant. So I was, I was starting to feel the symptoms and everything. So it actually, like two weeks before I took my test, Billy and I had gone on a little vacation and I was like falling asleep everywhere, like (laughs) everywhere. And and he's like, what is up with you? Like you, you keep like, like we went out to dinner and we went out to dinner at nine o'clock, which any other time that would be normal. But we went out to dinner at nine o'clock and midway through my first drink, I like fell asleep at the, literally fell asleep at the table. And he's like, I think we need to like ask for espresso or something. He's like, do you even want to go out anymore? Do you want to go like back to the hotel? What do you want to do? And I'm like, just get me an espresso. I'll be fine. <laughs> so I have an esp- I don't drink coffee, by the way. I also, I don't drink caffeine. I, I don't. So like me asking for an espresso is like a huge deal. Not a huge deal, but it's, it's, it's rare. It's really big news, guys. It's really big news. No, breaking news. <laughs> breaking. Alicia Isbounds asked for an espresso. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. That's how it feels in my head. So, whatever. I got an espresso. It, it didn't work. I went to, we went to like some club. We were in P-Town, which is like a great, fun, awesome place to be. But um, we went to this club and I'm sitting on these like big black leather couches and I like start falling asleep again. <laughs> He's like, get up. Let's go take a shot. And I'm like, okay. We get up, we go take a shot. Before I got pregnant, I was like a big whiskey drinker. So I ordered whiskey. I literally took a shot and like, like, yeah, like not good. I'm like, something isn't right. I'm not feeling too hot. Let's go back home. So we go back, we go back to the hotel, whatever. So that was like a big telling sign. It was like, I'm never like that. I'm not a sleepy person in general. So it was like pretty weird that I was like falling asleep at nine so um, I had been texting. I had a group chat with some of my girlfriends at the time, and they were like, Alicia, I think you're pregnant. Like, all of the things that you keep talking about, like, I'm pretty sure you're pregnant. And I'm like, I'm not pregnant. Like, no way. I, you know, I always thought I couldn't get pregnant, and that's for reasons that we'll probably get into later on. But it was, um, it was I'll just say, like, so I had an abortion before I had River, and or the doctors say, or society tells you, whatever, that it might affect your chances of getting pregnant later on down the line. So I had had many, not many, not many, but I had had times before where I thought, oh, shit, like, maybe I could be pregnant, and I wasn't. So I kind of just, like, had it in my head I could never get pregnant. I was like, I just, I'm never going to have kids, which was fine. I didn't have a life plan to have kids or get married, so I was good. Um. So my friends kept telling me, they're like, I think you might be pregnant. No way. No way. And they're like, it eventually came to that all five of them wrote in the group chat, like, you need to take a test today. And I went to the store. I got a, a P test and I, P test. A, a preg- P test. A pregnancy test. I like P test. P test from P town. Mm-hmm. So I go home. I pee. <laughs> Shocking news. It's. 
positive. And what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is this is crazy. You did not expect this. I know, on the edge of your seat. I am. Um so I called Billy and I'm like, hey, I think you should come over. He's like, well, I have to be at work in three hours. I'm like, I think you should come over. I took that little test we were talking about. And he's like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. So he comes over. Um, I told him to pick up another pregnancy test on the way just because mm-hmm. I wanted to take two to be sure. He comes over. Um, we sit in my bathroom and we take the test and it's positive again. <laughs> and we both, he... He's slumped on the floor, and I'm sitting on the toilet still. I think I sat on that toilet for like an hour. Oh, my God, yeah. And we're, like, face-to-face, and and we're both just going, shit. Like, back and forth, I think, for an hour. Just like, shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. And, like, you just keep doing that. And whatever. And I just go, listen, like, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like, you don't have to – don't worry about being involved. Like, it's totally fine. I'll be – I'll figure this out. Like, I just know I'm not having another abortion. Like, I know yeah. I'm at the age where, like, if I don't do this now, I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to do it now. I'm keeping this baby. I was very yeah. upfront. I was like, I'm keeping this baby. Yeah. This is a lot coming at you. You have to be at work in, like, 45 minutes. I'm so right. sorry. But, like, have a good night. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, he just, like, looks up at me and he goes, we're going to do this. And, like, pounds my hand. And I was oh like, God, I okay. And I was like, okay. And I was like, are you good though? Like, are, are you sure? And, and he's like, he's like, yeah. And we both said like, no matter what happens in our life, no matter like which ways we part or we stay together, like no matter what happens, I know he would always be a good dad and I will yeah. always be a good mom. So we decided right there, like, no matter what happens, let's do this. That And he's like, that's my kid now. And I'm like, yep. Oh. And he, um, went to work I have no idea what happened after that but he went to work and I think I just stayed home and was like what the fuck like what 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 do I do now I can't even like go smoke a cigarette so I'm like Christ I'm like now I have to (laughs) sorry I'm like what do I like what what do you do in that moment right like when you're not expecting it and right and then you're by yourself nights ago you're like out fucking drinking and taking shots and so that was interesting, but um, yeah, that was that's how I found out, and it was. Oh, I don't want to say it was like bad. It was like I was building up to something that I knew was definitely going to be positive. Positive, I mean, like the the two things, <laughs> not like a this is going to be a positive experience, but like I thought you meant positive experience. Actually, I mean, it's been a positive experience, but I think that at the, starting there, I. I knew it was going to not be a negative test. I knew it was going right. to be a positive test. So um, mentally preparing and preparing Billy, I think, helped a lot for my sake of, like, him being, what the fuck? Right. Like, I just met you two months ago. Right. And now we're having a Here baby together. So. Roller coaster. It was, it was pretty crazy. But, I mean, you had the same kind of thing. So tell us about yeah. how you found out. Oh, also, man. Sarah and I never have told these stories to each other, so this no. is good. And it's I'm I'm interested because um you were three months in, so didn't you were your per, like periods super irregular and you just didn't think about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So I just said I've known him for two months. So I guess at that point it's been five months. But um Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Math. <laughs> we're really good at it. Um 
yeah, just yeah. No, my periods were always like pretty irregular, and like my periods have always been a mess. I think since I was pretty young, and something that my mom told me when I did get pregnant, she's like, "Well, there here's a positive: your periods are going to get better after you give birth." Really? They haven't. They're also Uh, really bad. But yeah, um, how bad were they before? Because I know they're not good now. Yeah. I also have been on psoriasis medication for five years, mm. which is an immunosuppressant. Um, so it attacks my body in uh, many different ways. So my, my period has been affected. I've, I've gone, there was a time that one of the drugs I was on for it, I didn't get my period. I got it once in 10 months. So periods have never been like a yeah. staple of like, right. oh, I'm not pregnant or right. anything like that. They've kind of just been like a hellish thing for me um as for everybody I'm sure but yeah it was very inconsistent so you would think that that would like give me some clarity knowing I was gonna be pregnant but I don't know and now I I, like have to forgive people who are like well I I, my baby just fell out one day right don't think yeah I I yeah. Uh, not to alienate those people because I'd love to hear that story, but um, I do right. have a hard time understanding that because, because uh, man, I don't know. Yeah, you, but like three months. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, um, so J- Joe, who is Owen's father, um, and I had been dating off and on. We had a very I'm just going to use the word tumultuous um, because it's clean and that's the only uh, way to describe it. We had a bit of a tumultuous relationship. So it was off again, on again. And um, it started out strong and I fell in love with him pretty quickly. And I think that's why it's hard to let go of something when you think that it was really good. And you think back to those first couple of months and you go, wow, this is something that, I mean, I, I remember I, you know, I wrote in my diary. I'm 32 and I'm writing in my diary. I remember writing, um, you know, he's the, this is it. Like he's the one. And, um, and I, and I know why I felt that way. Now I can look back and say, you know, these are, these are the things that I felt really excited about with him and, and, um, so on and so forth. But the thing is he had told me during that relationship, maybe not right out said it, but maybe he also right out said it, but he wasn't looking to get married. Uh, and he wasn't looking to have children. And in fact, he'd already been married and didn't want to get married again. So I knew that. So I'm just going to go there and say, you know, I, I, I knew he wasn't looking for that kind of relationship, which um, I was. And so it's one of those things where you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want the same things as you, but you feel these feelings. What do you do? So it was on again, off again. And, and you know, anyway. Um, and yep. same as you, a uh, bit of a bar, bit of a bar scene in my life. I had kind of started slowing down at this point because I, Um, I was working at a bar and finishing school and, uh, once that was done, um, the bar actually closed. And once I finished school, I started a new job, um, with Lacoste and it was a corporate job and I loved it. And I just felt like I was getting my, you know, kind of get my shit together in a way that I had it for a while. Um, and this is the same time that Joe and I kind of started dating. Um, so I was still going to, you know, still going to old Stanley's, but I was probably Mm -hmm. going a little little bit less than I used to. Um, Which, which, yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of how Joe and I came to meet, but, um, so it was my 32nd birthday. We were off. We were not together at this point in time. Um, I went to Atlantic city with 
a few of my very close friends. And the first night just like felt so exhausted and fell asleep early. And my friend um, Gigi, who you're going to actually hear from later, same thing. Like we were both so tired that first night and um, remember being like, why are we so tired? Oh, we're getting old, whatever. Um, anyway, that, that weekend was kind of a weird, weird feeling for us. And, um, I say us, I'll tell you later, but, um, for me. And once we got back from that trip, I hadn't started my period and I was just like, oh, this happens. I'm a regular. It doesn't happen all the time. Like it's, it's not so regular that I looked at that and went, oh my God, I'm pregnant. But it was so late. It was late enough that I was like, this is weird. Um, so this was a morning. It was like 6 a.m. I had two roommates at the time, Katie and Joseph, who are two of my very close friends. Katie was already at work because she was up at the crack, like 4 a.m. out the door at, you know, 5, probably wow. 5 to 6. Yeah, we worked because we worked really early shifts uh, in the visual visual world. You work early. Um, so she's gone already. I had a leftover pregnancy test because I just had them, you know, just so, you know, just like it was an old one, but I had it, you know, I thought you were saying I had a leftover pregnancy and I'm like, (laughs) it just, yeah, this was an old one. It just came back to, just came back. What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, No, I had, I had, I had bought, it had been a long time. I had bought them or anyway, we had one in that. We had one in the apartment. Uh, I had one in the apartment and that morning I just was like, I'm just going to take it. I feel, uh, I feel like, I, I feel like I need to take a test. I feel late. I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to do it. Cause I have one. Why not? Uh, and Joseph was still sleeping. And I remember he, he must've slept through it. Cause I didn't wake him up, but I thought about it. So I go to the bathroom and I pee on the stick and I just remember sitting there and I had to go to work. This was probably 6am. And I think I had to be at work at nine. Um, so I'm standing over the sink and I'm looking and I'm looking and it looks like it's a plus, like maybe it's a plus. And I'm like, oh, it's so faint. It's so faint. And then it got a little darker, yeah. but it was still kind of faint. Like it was there, but it was there enough that I, I had never never had a positive test before. So I just was right. like, maybe this isn't real. But my first, my initial reaction um, in my body was so much joy I like I felt um this is my baby nothing else mattered nothing else existed I forgot Joe existed like I forgot that there was someone else that helped me do this and that I would have to tell him eventually it was just this moment of like oh oh okay yeah okay so um then I had to go to work so so then I'm like okay so uh I, I I'm on my way to work and I actually called my best friend um Dana and we kind of chatted through it because I didn't know what to do I didn't know I didn't know who to talk to I didn't know what to do and um anyway so there was a so there's a CVS next to the office and I went in and I bought seven more tests oh my god and I went up that's not true I probably bought one pack of tests and went up to my office sat down put my shit down and then went to the bathroom and took three more and then I bought I ended up taking eight pregnancy tests by the end of this. And I did it. I did it like four in the first day or maybe six in the first day. And then a couple weeks later took two more because I was so scared. I wanted him. I wanted it. I I wanted it so bad that I wanted to make sure that it was real. 
and yeah. I didn't want it to go away. So I just kept just kept taking tests. <laughs> I was just like, is it real? And I bought the ones that yeah. say like pregnant or not pregnant because I was yeah. I had to know it felt better than the plus minus. Um, yeah. What is that like? Clear, clear blue, blue, I think. Yeah. And I kept them. I actually might still have. I might have thrown them away recently, but reluctantly because I had all eight of them in my like caboodle. I had a caboodle, <laughs> like all eight of them in my caboodle. I was, like, love a caboodle. The bummer of it. it, it <laughs> I actually had a plan of starting a website after all of this was done. I was going to call it plus one. And I drew up like a pregnancy test with a little plus one on it. Cause it was like me plus one. Anyway, neither here nor there, but um, I love that. But, so we should change the name of this podcast to Plus One is what I'm trying plus to say. Plus One. <laughs> is that, are we talking about wedding dates or are we talking about pregnancies? You don't know. Come Stay find tuned. out. Stay tuned. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I'm at work. I find out. I knew already going into work. I So I text everybody because I'm not cool. I'm not chill about it. I was yeah. just like, I have to tell the whole world right now. Yeah. Uh, and by everybody, I mean just my friends, but Katie, my roommate who was already at work, I remember messaging her and telling her and her reaction was, uh, I feel like she wasn't as excited as I wanted her to be, but I don't think she knew how to respond. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think she, she probably didn't want to be like, woohoo, where I was like, this is like, yeah, you know, not like, knowing how like right. you felt about it. Right, yeah. right. So I tell, um, I tell Gigi who you're going to hear from, and I hope I'm going to have to make sure she's okay with me telling the story, but, um. I tell Gigi and her and I uh, spent a lot of time together. Um, basically our periods were, we were on, we were on the same schedule. And mm-hmm. so when I messaged her, I said, I'm pregnant. Um, she immediately was like, I'm taking a test because I haven't started mine either. Um, so that same day she took a test. She called me. She's like, I'm pregnant too. And I was I'm like, saying- you are kidding me right now and I remember going to her place after work and just her and I sitting on the couch going what the fuck are we gonna do (laughs) what the fuck are we doing how did this happen and what is going on and how do we go where do we go from here and I think her and I both had a you know we were having different experiences but I think and it might have taken I'm not gonna speak for her but um you know it was it was the most magical and um helpful thing for me to have her because the next 10 months were so difficult my pregnancy itself wasn't difficult but the things that surround being pregnant and um being accepted in this sort of non-traditional pregnancy Mm -hmm. were very difficult for me and so um she was she was my like savior of a human being and um still remains to be because she's one of those wonderful humans I know whose story is going to be told later she's actually telling our story today yeah uh, can't wait but um can't wait. but yeah it was it was a day uh I that day that day I felt zero stress I felt I felt so whole and so certain that this was my child and that this was meant to happen and that he was mine. And it was just, and I didn't know it was a he, Mm -hmm. but he is a he now. So, um, it just, it was a good day. It was a very good day. (laughs) I love that for you. I love, I love, I love that journey for you. I love 
I love it because my reaction was <laughs> fucking Christ. Like, why can't I smoke a cigarette? And you're like, this is the most stress-free day I've had. I'm like, God, am I like the worst was- mother in the world? That- you know what it is? <laughs> mm-mm, no. Do you know what it is? I think there's this thing that happens in um in times of like, cl- like tr- if something bad happens or if something – it's when something happens and then it's over, there's a feeling of like relief. You know what I mean? Like if you, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know exactly an example, but, but this was sort of that for me where it's not like I was expecting to get pregnant, but for some reason it felt like this relief of, um, here, here he is. This is how he's brought to me and here, and this is my child. And okay. I I find comfort in trad. I kind, I, I find comfort in, uh, things that are not I find comfort in chaos well I also think it's so bizarre just from listening to this and knowing and knowing you the way that I do and knowing myself that I the way that I do I think it was relieving to you because you had full control of this like anything you did Mm -hmm. with this choice or this not this choice this um news was entirely up to you Mm -hmm. which might felt like for me for the first time empowering and almost like nobody else can affect or change or or alter or anything and maybe that's why you felt so much right like such a sign of relief because this was entirely yours maybe for the first time in a long time you were doing something completely um I don't want to say selfish because it's not selfish, but it is. Well, yeah, um, though. It's not selfless. It's entirely up to you. Like, it was entirely yours to do. Right. Right. right? No, I didn't. Which I would have never cool. thought of it that way. It's very, it's very cool to, like, know cool. that. I mean, I'm not saying that's exactly why you felt that way. Obviously, I, I, I have no idea what I'm ever talking yeah. about. But I do think that that's. Like when I hear when I heard you just say that, I felt that for you and for me at the same time. I was like, oh, that makes sense because because initially I was like, okay, right. crazy, why are you so unstressed on this on this day? And then I'm like, wait a second, right. you just can't like as you spoke before, like a tumultuous relationship, right? So you had this tumultuous tumultuous relationship, and it was up and down, or whatever it was. You get something that's entirely up to you. It's with it. It's so within you that it's like literally within you. So it, it you know, like it's a, it's right. a, it's maybe, <laughs> maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, I love that you felt your feelings that day because I just feel like I was like, fuck. Like, you know what what next yeah. thing do I turn yeah. to almost like um. yeah. well I think that you also had a relationship with your mm-hmm. the person who helped you make the baby that um you you had to have your conversation a little quicker than I did whereas I got to sit in my you know he and I weren't necessarily talking at that point oh really um we weren't. So I had to like reach out and say, Hey, can I see? I think, I think I waited seven days to tell him. I mean, it was a good, it was a good, it wasn't months and it was never. So I told him obviously, but, um, 
but it was, I was in no rush to tell him. And I, and I think you're right though. Yeah, exactly. And it was just my, and, and, you know, somebody might be listening and go, well, it's not just your decision. And I, I, you know, I'm going to tell that person to shut the fuck up because it is your decision. Well, and I have to say that, you know, in, in, in the way my life worked out and the decisions I made, I made that decision and it wasn't going to be changed. And and that was when I did tell him, um, that was the answer. It was, it was, you know, I made a different decision. Um, but this is the decision that felt right in the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, didn't he didn't want a child so it was not easy for him to uh accept and that made it really difficult for us co co being aware co co being co coexisting during a pregnancy yeah um that was wanted on one end and not on the other so First of all, I just, like, want to hug you so hard because, and you know what, like, it doesn't give me solace that I could hug you right now, but it, it, because I know, like, obviously you're incredibly strong and you went through this without ever, ever a licious hug, but you, um, (laughs) but, but I need it, you know, like, I, I, I wish I could have hugged you in that point and just been like, like, we didn't start talking, I mean, we'll just talk about it real quick. So the reason that Sarah and I know each other and we'll get into this later days, but the reason Sarah and I know each other is because I was friends with Joe. So I was friends with Joe and him and I used to uh, hang out with, we had a circle of of friends and we would hang out a lot in New York and in Boston. And Joe texted me when, one day and told me that um, he got a girl he was dating pregnant. And I was, and he texted me that because I was pregnant. And so he wasn't just like, I wasn't like his go-to. He just was like, oh shit, you're pregnant. He didn't say he got a girl. He said, I got a girl who I was dating pregnant. And I'm like, okay, um, who is she? Um, and I asked for your number or your Instagram immediately. Cause I was like, can you just share information? Because I want to be there with her if I can. Um, anyway. So. I went like we didn't start talking until and I think it was like very delicate touches like not much just like how are you doing and whatever maybe like once or twice throughout your pregnancy I I reached out just to kind of see how you were doing and we talked I know, I'm so curious actually I'm like I kind of want to look I know I, I don't remember I know that I did and then I don't know how many times I did and, and I, I obviously wish it would have done more but you know we are where we are no, for, for a reason we're- yeah, exactly. And also, I think that um, I stalked you on Instagram pretty quickly, so Perfect. I'm sure. Perfect. I love it. I love it. I love a good stalker. Um, so, like, what's she doing with her baby? I want to. I, I don't like bad stalkers. I like good stalkers. So, be it. <laughs> I was I was lightly stalking, and it was from a good place. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody relax. It's fine. So we didn't like have a a, a full relationship, but then. So when I'm like hearing this now, it's almost like, oh, I just like, I wish I would have been there with you, but you did so much and and you um, handled so much in such a, I, I, I say this about Sarah a lot and I think she's probably like sick of hearing the word, but like she handles things so graciously that is um, unnatural to me because I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm like a, 
uh, fuck it by kind of person. Like I, I, not like that because that sounds cool. I'm like not that cool. I, I, I'm more like you are though. You are. I'm more like a like I. I don't know how to handle things, so I flip the fuck out and I and I walk away. <laughs> like Sarah is very gracious in the ways that she handles things and and conversations and awkward conversations and things that she might not want to do, et cetera, et cetera. And so I channel her a lot. And anyway, <laughs> blah blah blah. So I just I wish I was there for you during those moments. But so like, what did the next? you know, however many months, because that was what, also around month three, or was that? That was right at the beginning. I mean, that was right. um... Right. Okay. Okay. So what did that look like for you? Like after? It was, um, it was, again, it was, it was, I look back now and it's so interesting because I weighed so much on the relationship with him, but I didn't have a baby yet. So you're trying to figure out what to do with the baby when it comes. So you're looking at the relationship that you have and you're going, um, oh, everything depends in a perspective of everything depends on this relationship in a, in a way. I knew I could do it alone, but he was there and he kept kind of fluctuating on wanting to be present and not being present. And that was really difficult for me because consistency is something that um, uh, everybody finds comfort in, I would imagine. You know, consistency is lovely to have. Uh, I'm used to not having it, but when it came to like thinking about having a baby with this man, you know, I, I was looking for a consistency that wasn't there. And I'm not going to go into specific details and stories. Um, but, you know, there were times where I felt there was a promise of comfort and there was a promise of, of he was going to be really in- was, um, clear that he did not want to be involved. And there were things that were said um, uh, like certain friends of his didn't understand why I would want to keep the baby and certain friends of his told him that he should get a paternity test because it probably wasn't his. And he would say those things to me. And it's, those are like jab, jab, jab. I, I, you know, it's, you keep those to yourself. You don't have to tell me unless you're feeling that way. You know, it's like he was going through this way of saying it to me, you know? Um, So also like, what a, like, where are the stories of them attacking Joe? Uh, right like if if, yeah. if we're gonna attack people and and say like are you or is are you sure that he's or that that baby is yours like why aren't you asking him like have you slept with anybody else like have you done anything else like right. what did you not did you not use a condom joe like like ask those questions if you're so fucking curious about where this baby came from right. other than knowing that two adult human beings had sex and made a fucking baby right. like Right, but that, that what that does to me is it explains the narrative of what our relationship looked like to his friends. It explains to me that our relationship and the narrative that yeah. he was portraying for what our relationship was to his people and his friends was very different from what I was experiencing with him and was very different from what I was telling my friends. So, you know, there's a million sides to this story and, and um and but there were moments that those moments were making it hard for me to in to enjoy being pregnant, which I, I so Absolutely. badly wanted to enjoy. And there was a specific moment and I, I don't remember the, the date or how long, how far along I was. Um, but I remember that I was in whole foods and I was getting prenatal vitamins. So it was pretty early on. It was probably not too long after I told him I was pregnant. Um, and he called me and he told me that he had been 
starting a new romantic relationship with someone during the time that we weren't really talking. And, um, and this news to me, hormonally, I'm already, you know, all sorts of feeling things. Um, But this news to me, while I'm walking around Whole Foods, getting prenatal vitamins to, you know, fuel the child that I'm growing um, was devastating in a sense of, um, in my mind, why are you telling me this other than to, to seed, to put us to hurt, to put, plant a seed of like doubt. Um, And I, I went into the bathroom at that Whole Foods. This was in, um, right across the Williamsburg bridge and in the East village, the Lower East side. Um, and I'm up there ball. I just started crying. I just uncontrollably crying. And I looked in the mirror and this was the one time that I looked in the mirror and I went, Oh, I'm going to do this. I have to do this alone now. I'm doing it alone. It was just that moment where it was very clear to me um, that I was alone. And I don't know why it was that moment because I already knew it, but it was just that moment that went, um, even though I know he's going to be around deep down, I know I'm doing this alone. Yeah. And I think that that was good for me because it prepared me and it was like, you know, it was still hard going forward and and it didn't make it easier, but it was just a little seed that kind of went, okay, well, um, and I, and that was the one moment <clears throat> that was the one only moment during the pregnancy that I went, should I get an abortion in my mind? And it was gone. Mm. It went, it came and it went so fast yeah. um, that it was, but it was so, I remember how heart wrenching it was because it was this moment of, um, do I lose something that I want so badly because of him? And then beyond that point, it was like, no, <laughs> no, yeah. fuck it. No, no, this isn't going to be easy. And um, you know, he gets to decide what his relationship looks like going forward. And I, I've, I've always given him that converse. I've always from the beginning. And I know that I think he felt offended because I basically said from the start, you can be involved. You cannot be involved. You can be a, you can literally not exist or you can be, you know, a monthly page. I don't care what you want to do. You can take whatever option you want, but I'm having this child. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was just so difficult. Anyway, I don't want to speak for him and his his decision making, but on my end, um, that was it. You know, he got to do yeah. whatever he wanted, um, but I was having the baby. Yeah. And um, but uh, yeah, I walked. So that day, um, <clears throat> I don't know how many people are familiar with New York City, but I left Whole Foods and I walked home across the Williamsburg Bridge to Bushwick, and just that's a long, long it's a long walk. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a. 45 minute cab ride yeah, I want to say long, it's a long yeah. it took hours, <laughs> yeah. it took hours. I, I called Gigi yeah. almost immediately you know I called everybody and I just remember I remember that walk and I it was very difficult um but that was sort of you know kind of uh metaphoric for this journey that I was about to take and yeah. um yeah. but again like how I don't want to I'm honestly I'm not like the most positive person in the world so I swear when I keep jumping in and speaking about Sarah this is coming from a very genuine place that like I am just always I'm not like oh but like you're so amazing and life is so amazing no like I literally think life is shit but um it's not true it's not true I love life Life sometimes life is shit it's okay we could be a little emo here yeah 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 yeah. emo's not dead um (laughs) I, I I just still think like that the way you handle all of that has always been gracious. You're and what I mean about that, like your relationship with Joe 
whatever it is. You are just so good and thoughtful about every move you make. And I just like still, I look at you in awe when we're having quick little conversations and I'm like, how how do you do it? We both live different lifestyles. I mean, not different lifestyles entirely, but you know, I have, I have a partner, Sarah's, um, you know, a single mom and, and she lives in LA and I live in Boston. So we have different stories to tell. So we were like, why don't we just like talk about what happened before? Because there are so many different ways. I mean, and something that I, I was thinking is kind of funny that both of our experiences of finding out we're pregnant were like, oh shit, was like the initial reaction. And it's so funny because, is it so funny? I don't know. I say that like as a filler, but how many people do we know that it's like, you get pregnant, it's the right. best day of right. your life. You know, like it's it's the best day of your life. You can't wait to tell everyone. You want to tell your your partner you want to like find out like same thing like probably when you find out that you you got accepted for your adoption like that kind of stuff is so exciting and here we are being like oh fuck right you know know, so I I think that that's kind of funny to kind of see how everybody every single person has a different story to tell and I know we keep saying that we say it a lot but it's so true we all have different origins we have different relationships we have different means we have different um support systems we have different friends like every story is different so when we talk about like wanting to hear your stories we mean it because it's every single every single person has a different story and it can be exciting and it can be great and it can be like I've been trying to get pregnant for so long and I'm pregnant or we got pregnant on the first Mm -hmm. try and we're Mm -hmm. so excited or like I had to freeze my eggs yeah. and do in yeah, yeah. I IVF but like adoption like at, there there are so many ways of going throughout becoming a parent and so um, we thought it was just important to touch on that real quick and and rewind a little bit and talk about how our journey started because that's where it all begins right, right? and so. I think that it's interesting because I do we all have different stories but at the same time it's so comforting to hear other people's stories because there's pieces of it and you go, oh my God, I felt that way too, but I didn't know anybody yes. else felt that way. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, that was a little different, but oh my God, I felt that way. And I think that for me um, and 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 the journey of the three years that I've been in, it's been so difficult to find those moments and I want to provide those for people because um, they're so s- special. Um when you're feeling in the depths of, of like, listen, if you're not a mom and you're not a dad, but if you're, if you're not a newborn, like if you don't have a newborn kid, you don't get how dark it can be. You just, it can be dark. It's lonely. And you feel alone, even though there are millions of other mothers out there having a child at the same time as you. It's, it's, we want you to know that we're here and we want you to hear us and, 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 you know, not to go deep into it, that went a little dark, but anyway, our circumstances are not unoriginal. They are things that people are going through and experiencing all over the place. We also love to hear the stories of like your marriage and, and your journey to becoming parents together. All of that, like this isn't, we, we are so open to every single person's story. So like, please just know that you're here, you're welcome. And 
they honestly just want to be an ear. Yeah. So, um, and a voice for some people who might not feel like they have one. Right. So, you know, like we said last week, spill your wine into our ears. That's why that's the, um, you know, the beautiful feeling of a warm liquid filling your ear. Oh, yeah. It's like getting a neti pot Ooh, right inside you. But it's, but it makes you a little bit tipsy. Speaking of stories, we've got one this week. Shall we uh, spill the wine? Spill the wine. Spill it. Spill it. Spill it. Spill it. Spill it. Real good. Oh. Spill it. Spill it now. Spill it good. Um, Okay, this week. Listen to the story just like you should. (laughs) I had to stop, but I'm glad you kept going. I'm so glad you kept going. We will come up with it. Listen, we're going to come up with an actual little song for that moment. It's dropping soon. Stay tuned. <gasps> That's a hit, I think. I know. It's uh, a banger is what the kids say. A banger. That's how we got our kids. Hello! <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, you can tell we've had a couple drinks. All right. We didn't tell you that we call our Negroni the antidote. So, oh, yeah, uh, shit. This, this is a special Negroni, and it's called the oh, antidote, man. and it's the antidote for uh, uh, whatever ails you today. Yeah. What are you going through? Yeah. Just, like, deal with it and then also have a drink with it. You know what? I'm putting Gigi's – Gigi's telling us a story. Gigi's – okay. We are going right. to – the spill – somebody is about to spill the wine. She's about to spill the wine. Okay. Into our ears. Into our ears. And a one, and a two, and a hello. Tell us your story. Hi, Sarah. Okay, so Gigi here, uh, currently in North Carolina, Wilmington, to be exact. Um, hiding out in the bathroom, because it's the only <laughs> quiet place for now. She hasn't found me, and by she, I mean Kit my almost three-year-old daughter. (laughs) So we were talking about like just insane stuff and stories, you and I, Sarah. Um, And one of the things you mentioned was it's just, we can really talk about anything, right? So um, for the podcast and uh, immediately one of the first things that came to my mind was the time we took Kit to the Bronx Zoo for the first time. She must have been about seven months old, seven or eight months old. And we, and it's a huge, huge zoo. Right, yeah. Um, so we had gotten to the giraffe exhibit. I love that she knows what exhibit she was at. And it's a big open <laughs> area, you know. Uh, Can't forget it. People standing around everywhere. We're looking and I'm looking around trying to find a bathroom that I can take Kit to to change her. Um, She's small enough, so I was like, you know what? There's hardly anyone here right now. Let me just change her in her uh, stroller. (laughs) And we're in, well, she's in the (laughs) stroller. And I, you know, go about doing my business, um, open her up, (laughs) if you will. And mind you, this is a brand new, like, umbrella stroller. Like, that's like light gray and bright yellow and I'm about to grab another diaper when I heard it just this like 
blurple, like, garbling sound. And I was like, no fucking way. Um, I look down, and sure enough, she starts, like, pooping. And at that point, you know, she's so little, it's like diarrhea. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't have enough time. The other diaper was gone. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) So instinctively, I just put my hand underneath her and thinking, you know, it's just going to be a little bit and it'll be done. No, this girl, like, went for it. This was some exorcist, like, diarrhea stuff. And here I am holding, like, both my hands underneath her butt to make sure that none of this diarrhea gets on this brand new stroller. And my mom, uh, who happened to be with us, noticed or saw the panic because I was not trying to draw attention to myself and came over and looked down and just grabbed Kit's legs and allowed me to like, I didn't even know where to put it. I, I, I don't even remember what I did with it. I just knew that I was like, someone get a bottle of water, like rinse my hands off. But basically the moral of my story is that once you have kids, like the gross shit you will do yeah just boggles your mind stuff you never thought you were capable of doing like (laughs) trying to stop shit with your bare hands (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that's one of the stories that i uh vividly very vividly comes into my mind whenever i think about a time before kids (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean you wouldn't like just like catch shit randomly Someone else's kid's yeah. like, let me get it for you. Somebody's in the bathroom. Excuse, let me get in. Did you need a hand with that? <laughs> Fuck the toilet seat. Did you need a hand? It's more econo- uh It's more. Uh, it's better for the environment. Yeah, yeah, eco-friendly. Uh, well, uh, also uh, to your point, I don't know if if, if the, this audience could hear you, but um, yes, life-size doll strollers, uh, umbrella strollers are awful. <laughs> And they're people so told me to get them. Like, I get it because it was smaller and more compact. But yeah, they're quick and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got they're... them and then I put I've put them on my friends' registries. I think <laughs> Emma most recently I told her to put it on her registry, and I think she was like, okay, <laughs> she didn't. And then um, I was like, I was like, do you want ours? I was like, we don't use it anymore. Do yeah, you want yeah, mine? Not... The the thing that I had is I had one. And I would walk down. Uh, I walked. I remember every, every time I'd walk with it, Owen would fall asleep. And if a child falls asleep, he just goes like, "You aren't seeing me," but he his mm-hmm. head just hung over. It's like being in a car seat. Yeah. Like, when you fall asleep on an airplane, like yes. you're like yes, but yes, yeah. But there was yeah. no way to like stop his head, so his head would just fall forward, and he'd be like mm-hmm. hanging in the and and then I'd have to. So here's what I would do: is I would tilt it back, so I'd walk it angled back so that he could <laughs> lay back and lounge. Sarah's doing wheelies down New York. I was. I would do wheelies with him. I just wanted him to sleep so that I could get him to sleep because you guys don't understand how important the sleep is. <laughs> just needed him to stay asleep. So I would do whatever it took. I would like wheelie the shit out of that thing for blocks. Yeah. For a mile. I'd, I'd do it that way until we got home. And then he'd wake up yeah. anyway. So who the fuck cares? But goddamn, an umbrella stroller. Anyway, they're also like one. literally the width of your baby's ass. So like trying to trying to save trying a shit to get the out of there is not like what do you do? 
She, uh, I mean, she absolutely did the only thing that you could do. I mean, the only other thing is, the only other thing is just pick. I mean, I guess I don't know how old. What she say? How old did she say she was? Five months? Seven months? Well, she I was mean, still no- having newborn shits, so it must have been like within the first eight months or something. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's at that like time of their poops are like very weird and runny and smell up to uh, uh, uh. fucking high heaven. I will say that breast milk's breast milk poops smelled exponentially better and exponentially is not a word exponentially better than 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 uh formula poops oh well formula smells like it was <gasps> yes but breast milk poops i was like this is fine but a formula poop man if you've never experienced a breast milk versus a formula i'm not there's nothing wrong with that i'm just saying <laughs> the smell of the poop is quite quite different sign up today sarah will get you a little master class <laughs> She seems pretty passionate about it. I so. remember specifically <laughs> the change in the poop smell, and I was yeah. quite bummed out. But um, always pun intended. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the month of December we will continue on like the entire pregnancy, birth, what happens next kind of journey. So in the fucking meantime, guys. Shake your beverages. Not your babies. Bye. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. <laughs>